Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. So today I'm going to rehash something that I've already talked about because basically it came up today. I was on social media and someone posted something that was triggering. And without going into the nitty gritty of it, they basically were saying that they didn't believe mental health was real or mental illness was real. And that's obviously not true and obviously quite triggering and it really this whole thing really highlighted just how much I hate social media I I drafted this long response to this person and I was going to post it but during my composition of this response I realized a few things the person on the receiving end would probably feel attacked they probably wouldn't read it fully and it probably would do no good other than to cause an argument and an issue And part of me wants to have that debate, but the other part of me wants to maintain my mental state. And in the end, the desire to maintain my mental state wins out because I don't need to keep coming back to this status to keep getting reminded of something that's triggering. So I ended up putting the, you know, deleting deleting the the draft that I was going to send and sort of musing on this. And that sort of led to this podcast. A couple of things that I want to address there are some very good points about social media starting off. I mean, look what we can do through through social media. We can connect. We can talk about different issues and we can not feel alone. And that's an amazing thing. If you look back 10, 20 years ago, somebody suffering with mental health concerns, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, addictions, people that had it, had other issues that they felt alone with, is it's just no longer the case. You can you know, search Facebook groups or YouTube videos or Reddit Reddit groups, sorry, subreddits or, you know, tweets. And a small little search will show you that there are many, many people in a similar situation to you feeling the way you feel. And that can be very, very, you know, cathartic to a lot of people because just the idea of you suffering alone is that that can just be so isolating as a feeling. So through social media and through the internet itself, we get to connect. But on the other side of things, you also get exposed to the wide range of human emotions and human feelings and human thoughts that if you're not prepared for it, can be quite triggering. So for me today, basically I use social media as a way to connect and catch up in person with people and a way as an, and as an, excuse me, and as a way to put out my content. But of course, when you open up any sort of social media, you see the first few posts. You can't help but see it. Your eyes are drawn to it and you read. And I read this person's post and it caused a mental state change. I'm all about guarding your mental state. So for me, this is a massive problem. I don't like it. I don't like when something impacts my mental state. I like to choose the foods that I eat and choose the stuff that goes into my brain because I know that we are we as an animal, the human animal is very manipulatable. And if you read something or consume the wrong stuff, your health will be changed. And it could be changed for the good or changed for the bad. So for me, I've made all the effort to not consume social media because basically unless I choose what's going in, I'm exposed to a random thoughts going in. Does that make sense? I mean, think about it. 
you might have 100, 200 friends on social media. And when you open up, you're exposed to potentially anything that those people are saying. It could be good, it could be bad, they could be talking about things that are triggering to you, it could be talking about mental health concerns, it could be talking about things that are going well in their life that could cause you to feel envy or loss or regret. You don't know. And not only that, you, you don't get to dictate what, you, what you're shown or you have very little control over what you see in your feeds. Whatever you're, you know, let's take Facebook for example. Facebook has an algorithm. Basically, that's a computer computer program that works out what you would like to see based on your past interactions with people and the pages that you visit. So let's say I put out something and you like it. You're more likely to see what I'm posting the next time. So, you know, if you want to see what I'm doing, like what I'm doing. But that's the same thing is true for everyone. But then what it also does is it wants to know if perhaps some of these people that you haven't seen for a while, that you haven't liked for a while, perhaps you'd like to see what they're doing. So it'll randomly throw you random statuses or pictures or images or whatever people are posting that you haven't seen or liked for a while because, you know, perhaps you've changed. And it's very, very intelligent in the way it does this. And, you know, there's, there's some argument that there'll be tracking based on what you're watching on other TV shows and sort of across what you're Googling and this whole thing. It gets quite quite in-depth. But the crux of it is is that you don't get to choose what you see. The algorithm does. And to me, that's a little bit scary. That's a little bit out of control. It means that my mental state is in the hands of, well, firstly, the algorithm, and then secondly, what people are choosing to post. Because the other side of things is is that a lot of the time people post emotionally. You know, think think yourself and think of how many times you've shared an article or commented or liked or wrote a status or whatever that upon reflection you regret. Upon reflection doesn't really represent exactly what you feel, but you just did it in the moment. That sort of shallow sharing and shallow posting and shallow use of of social media means that when you are on social media, you're getting exposed to that same level of thoughts from everyone. And that means that not only are you not choosing which of those shallow thoughts you get, but you're basically only getting those shallow thoughts. So then it becomes a matter of curating your feed, you know, choosing who you have in the feed and, you know, potentially if you want to mute some people so that you've still got them but you don't see their stuff, it becomes this whole process. And I, I know that I know that I'm overanalyzing this. I know that this is this whole issue is something that a lot of people don't have to deal with. But unfortunately I don't have the luxury of having a completely stable mental state. Things can and do impact it like this status. And it it caused me to to have, you know, the next few hours, and I was, you know, outside hanging out with my son, and it sort of ruined that time. And then I came home and made some food, and it sort of ruined that food because I was sort of, sort of thinking about it. And then my wife came home from work, and then I'm feeling stressed with her, and it sort of ruined that. And it's not that, like, there are actions that I do, can and do take to help minimize the impact. But the fact is, is that things do impact me and I've become aware of what those things are. And the whole reason for this podcast is for me to share with you 
how that's impacting me because it may be impacting you as well. A lot of people don't really see how much social media is impacting them because they're always they're always hooked in. It's like it's like they 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 sleep, they eat, they drink, they're on social media. It's 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 almost like it's just something that people do. But you got to remember this is a new invention. It's something that we didn't evolve to have. It's not normal. So with that in mind, it may be impacting your mental state in a way that you don't know, the way that you don't like. And unless you start playing around with the variables, unless you start considering what's it's, what it's doing to you, it might be impacting you without your knowledge. So if you're struggling with mental health concerns, it might be something that you consider tweaking or changing in some capacity. Like I said, I like to limit my usage. I like to limit the 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 amount of time I spend on there, but not just with social media, but with all forms of media. With I, I don't watch TV. I don't read the news. I don't listen to the news on the radio. I do stay informed with a couple of people online that I trust as a news source. But once again, I choose when I go and watch those. I don't, I don't watch it as a habit every day. Every decision I make is based around maintaining my mental state. So for example, should I go to the gym? Should I go outside? Should I eat this food? Should I listen to this podcast? Should I read this book? What am I going to do over the next hour? Should I work? Should I work on my book? Etc. Etc. Well, how is it going to impact my mental state both in the moment and long term? And obviously it's a balancing act and it's all a working process learning or you know what impacts me in different ways. But it's something that I'm sort of really trying to do. So I suppose with all that in mind, I just wanted to sort of throw it over to you. How does social media impact you? How have you been triggered by it before? And what do you do when you're in a, in a, in a, you know, I suppose reduced or impacted mind state because of it? My, my approach is to you know, meditate, to detach, to step back, to breathe and go through some self-care and you know I'm part of part of the reason for recording this podcast is to get my thoughts out and to express it and hopefully in a way that can help some people but please let me know what you do when you feel triggered by social media comment in you know comment below wherever you see this or dm me I'm on all social medias at Zach P Phillips <laughs> I understand the irony of using social media like that but if you connect with and use it as a tool, it's like I said, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing that we have access to, but just be careful. Make sure it's not impacting you in a way that will hurt you. The final thing I want to say is I just want to give you a little bit of an update on my book, How to Get Your Shit Together. The physical copy's done, the ebook's done, and I'm working my way through the audio book. I'm in the process of recording and editing, and that just takes a bunch of time. It's I think it'll be, I hope it'll be released mid-December 2018. Obviously, with every project, things take way longer than expected, so I'll keep you updated, but I'm I'm excited about this book. It's, it's the accumulation of all the different tricks, tips, habits, ideas, and concepts that have helped me to, well, get my shit together. I'm going to release it. It's, 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 the best way to read it, or the best way to consume it, in my opinion, would be the physical book, because that's how I've designed it. I will put it out as the ebook and the audio book as well, obviously, just to make however you want to consume it. But basically, each chapter that is in there, there's about 50 or so chapters. 
and each chapter is about 2,000 to 4,000 words long. Each chapter is standalone. So that means that as you're going through, you'll be like, well, what do I need help with? Or what do I want to focus on? And you can read any chapter individually. Um, so it's almost like each chapter is like self-contained. But as a whole book, it will help you in in the sense that it will give you real practical advice that will help you to overcome anxiety, defeat depression, move on from trauma, get organized, find meaning, and follow your dreams. I wanted to have this book covering all aspects, not just the, you know, anxiety and depression and trauma aspects, but also the getting organized, finding meaning, and following your dreams aspects. Because a lot of the books I've read, the self-help books that I've read, they basically only cover one of the two. They help you with the mental illness, but they don't give you sort of a point. They don't give you meaning. They don't give you dreams to follow. Or on the other side of things, you get a book that will help you, you know, follow your dreams or, you know, pursue those goals, but they don't help you address the the anxiety, the depression, the worry, all of the, the, the fear that that sort of stuff comes up with. So I wanted to include both of those aspects. And the get organized aspect is something that will help people that have had issues in the past with neglect and with trauma. Because if you've had neglect and trauma in your life, you will know that there's a lot of holes that in your just, just knowledge that you just don't have. And I found that I needed ways to not only fill those gaps of knowledge, but also identify those gaps of knowledge. So like I said, this book is basically the the combination of everything that I've learned that has helped me to come from where I, where I was to where I am. It's basically going from a place of barely surviving to passionately thriving. And, you know, obviously I'm a work in progress and this podcast's a demonstration of that. And that's, that's sort of the final thing I, I want to leave you with about the book before, before I sign off is that a lot of the time self-help books are written by either professionals in the field that whilst they give useful, useful advice, they've not lived it. And that lack of lived experience means their advice is a bit stale or shallow or doesn't quite hit the mark. Or the advice is given by people who claim to have got it all sorted. And they're like, you get this feeling that they're projecting a false facade. They're not willing to be open and honest. They're not willing to say, hey, I'm suffering. I still suffer. But this works. This works to minimize that suffering. They just put on this show that everything is 100% okay. But if you know anything about people, if you've looked at any person, it's an impossibility. I don't buy it. Maybe some people buy it. Maybe they are managing to be, you know, 100% happy all the time, but it just doesn't, it doesn't pass the bullshit test with me. So like I've said, this book was basically, basically my my answer to all of those issues that I had with self-help books, as well as a way to help you through. So keep in contact, connect with me on social media, and yeah, I'll let you know when it's coming out. So finally, if you're getting something out of this podcast, I want you to do two things. Number one, recommend it to someone. Share with them and say, hey, check this out. It will help. That will help you to get a connection with them. They'll feel like you're a safe person to talk to about mental health stuff. And, you know, everyone will be able to look after everyone. The second thing I'd like you to do is to support me on Patreon. Patreon is a way that people can provide monthly contributions to content creators like myself. Basically, if you're getting something from this podcast and you want to give something back, please head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Zach P. Phillips. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can opt to sign up to contribute to my Patreon. And basically that means you'll give a small amount of money each month. 
and it'll go a long way to helping me to produce more content. That's more podcasts, blogs, videos, books, etc. I literally, I'm only asking people for $1 per month. $1 a month, $12 per year, it's it's nothing on your end. It, for most people, it's unnoticeable. And like, don't get me wrong, if you're so much on the edge that you can't afford $1 per month, I get it. I, I've, I've been poor before. I've been on charity and government handouts and all that stuff before. I get it. But for most people, I know that $1 per month is unnoticeable. If that's you and if you're getting something from this podcast, please help out because it's, it would be very easy for you to go, oh, other people will help out. And those people might be going, oh, well, other people will help out. And whilst that's true, other people may. Take the ownership yourself. And if you're enjoying you know, what I'm doing, give something back because all the stuff that I'm doing does take time. And it's time that I could spend working. I could spend getting money to support the family, support myself, all that sort of stuff. But I'm very passionate about what I'm doing here and I want to give as much value to you guys. So if you're finding that value, please consider patreon.com slash Zach P. Phillips. Thank you so much.